1: Good evening and uh, welcome to Things Worth Considering. We're a weekly talk show about connections and all the different ways we make connections, who we make connections to, and the ones that we sometimes miss, but importantly, how we connect to ourselves. Um, we have lots of guests that will entice you and uh, empower you. And give us all things to worth all things that are worth considering. I'm your host Gordon L. I I will be able to speak shortly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my team in. Uh, I'm here with my lovely co-host, Dr. Alexia Georgius, naturopathic doctor. Hello. Hello, Gordon. Nice to see you. Good to see you as well. If you walked out on my my lecture last night. I didn't walk out. The power <laughs> went out. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Uh, yeah, uh, power blackout. Lovely. Um, we are live, and uh, what that means is that if you would like to join the conversation with our special guest, uh, please do. We have a toll-free number anywhere in North America at one 888 That's 888-346-9141. We have a special guest here with us, and her name is Claudia Kerr. Car- I'm on the wrong one here right now. Um, it jumped on me. There we go. I need to see it. Kirchhoff Van Hweck. Yes, White. <laughs> Cla- Hello, Gordon. How are you, Claudia?
2: I'm excellent. Yeah, I
1: like your other name actually. It's much easier for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's for a white water Woman. That's w-, yep. w to the third. Uh, she's a world champion paddler. Uh, she quickly rose up to the top in Canada and in the world. She has a uh, Won the title 10 times here. Amazing. Totally amazing. And is a bronze medalist in the world championships. The highlight in her life, however, is actually being able to transition her athletic career into her businesses, which bring thousands of people into the river community through the Madawaska Canoe uh, Center and the owl rafting on the Ottawa River. Um, together with her husband, Dirk, their three-generation family businesses are celebrating 50 years this season. That's amazing. Congratulations. 50 yeah, years. thank you. Yeah. So,
2: I'm second generation. It's.
1: Uh, uh, well, I knew that. I knew that. And, and, uh, <laughs> well,
2: right, right, I'm not great quite that old yet. <laughs> um, and thank you to have been uh, introduced into this river world by my parents. So, very fortunate.
1: Wow, that's cool. You have also been honored with a lifetime achievement uh, from the World Paddle Awards, um, from achievement and from the World Paddle Awards for initiatives in Canada and across the globe uh, in your sport. Uh, I like this, what you said here, even more special. To is actually receiving the Attraction Ontario's Tourism Champion uh, Award as it was nominated by your peers in Ontario. Um, that was, that's a very nice recognition, the Ontario Highlands uh, Travel Trade Partnership. So congratulations, you've got a lot of awards behind you.
2: Yes, thank you. And so You'd my... t- show them. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, I, I didn't bring them with me. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's all in my heart.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, welcome to our show. Um, yeah, what an so honor. Your to, parents uh... started this. Were they, were they like uh, competitive? Um, competitive paddlers also?
2: Well, it didn't start out that way. It was our family uh, weekend obsession to go discover rivers and camping along the shoreline was so Canadian to them. My parents immigrated from Germany um, and joined a club based in Toronto. We were in Toronto. and um, uh, But every weekend ran out to the countryside, Canada uh, and U.S., um, discovering uh, different waterways so I think I was first in the front of a double seater kayak running a river at three years old.
1: Oh, my goodness. Really? Oh. Really? And yeah. I, I, when you said that you went out of the city, you were here in Toronto. I, I, you and I are probably in the same age bracket that remembers how awful the Don River was. Uh, just the idea that you might have been badly in that is just like, oh, you poor thing. Well, no, that.
2: actually, uh, the Don had played a huge part in my competitive uh, lifespan because uh, I trained at the Donalda golf course. I kept my slalom race kayak in the garbage shed and I would run down um, from home after school and I, I was allowed to hang gates below the weir on the, um, I think it's the east branch of the Don River. and. Okay. um Uh, There were seven gates and another teacher would come down and time me and I'd practice on my own. Um, And it gave me the base because, yes, like you said earlier, um, in Toronto in February and March, it's warm. Uh, And then once it got warm elsewhere, that's when I would leave the city.
1: Right, Um, right, right. Because it was pretty polluted back then.
2: It was. and yeah. sometimes I actually, yeah, I had to gag a few times when I um, was training. what I discovered in the recirculating eddies below the weir uh, wasn't exactly what you want to see. Um, it's a good. It's, and, I would think
1: it would be a great motivator not to not to dump your canoe.
2: <laughs> and it, you're correct. And that's important when you're competing. You don't want to fall over, so a uh, double double uh, reason why. Yeah, but you're right. And also the other river on the uh, west side of Toronto, the Credit River, was instrumental in my parents um, discovering the sport. Uh, they actually drove over the 401 and saw the Credit River and a bunch of kayakers uh, playing in the rapids. So went down and checked it out, and that was the beginning of their Uh, addiction to the sport of moving water.
1: Wow, that's great.
2: Yeah, it's a great history. And Claudia, with your, you know, as you
3: started to get involved in the sport, I'm curious how your relationship with the water changed because 10-time world champion is really significant. And then to actually take it from (laughs) such a young age into a, a young age still right? That, yeah. that, that relationship to the water for you must have been very different.
2: Yeah. Uh, and it's 10 times Canadian champion, not in the world. So I'm not that amazing. Um, well, <laughs> amazing <laughs> enough. Okay. Thank you for the no, question. Okay. 10 no, times no. Canadian champion. Yeah. Okay. But yes, I'm a woman in a perceived risk sport. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what people what I learned very early on was it's a gravity sport the river does the work for you if you learn to harness its energy and to place the boat and it's all timing plus courage and fitness um so that combination like uh many things we learn the more time you spend um at anything you become at one with it and I definitely became one with the water Um, it is still to this day my happiest place to be Uh, there's just this unique mess about being on the water and being with the flow i feel i'm one with the river and my boat was like my mermaid suit Um, my lower Uh, extension. That's
3: what I wanted to ask you because I was going to say, is it different if you're swimming in the water compared to
2: actually being in your kayak? Totally, totally different. Because when you're swimming, you're taken with the water and you don't really have the ability to change where you're going, where the water's taking you. Where um, in the boat, you read it and you can place your boat so you can pop into a different stream um, by harnessing that energy and popping behind a rock and then moving over to another part of the river. Um, and that's especially important as a woman because we're not quite as strong as men. Um, therefore, we learn it quicker. Uh, and there's a point where men can't power use power, so they have to catch up if they want to excel. So it's one of those sports that, or activities, um, that we're equal, uh, men and women. And I think we learn it quicker because we don't have that initial power to uh, overcome. And that is amazing. So as a competitor, uh, I would always look at the men's uh, result list not my women, because I wanted to place in the top, in the men's. And as you mentioned earlier, I had world champions as my mentors. So I had a very high bar to that was set for me at the very beginning. And in Canada, I would place all the time in the men's class. And that's why I was able to do well in the world, Um, because my achievement wasn't I wasn't happy with just average I wanted to do as well as I could and I could because it's a gravity sport that's very interesting um and as well the aspect
3: of the connection of of uh women to the water because you know and I'm I know that you're um very aware of the connection that the Algonquin and the Anishinaabe people have to the water and mm-hmm. and uh you know the the um Algonquin I believe there's a there's even a, a song around the water and that and for women in particular to be the ones who sort of are responsible to carry and and connect and respect and heal the water on some level and is is that something that also has been part of your you know, just your world, especially with rivers and the area that you're in, in terms of Ottawa Valley and Madawaska?
2: Yeah, very much so. And I think only recently has there been a, put a word to it, but growing up on the water with the water and having it as part of my life, it's come naturally to uh, teach this to others. That's why we have a paddling school, but also with rafting, to share, I feel it's our duty to share the responsibility of uh, keeping our rivers, um, which are the waterways that opened up our country. Um, these are the veins and arteries of our earth um, that this is, we, we need to take care of them and it's easy to do, um, but you need to share that knowledge with the get- and we are doing that in both our um businesses uh how to leave no trace or even leave it cleaner than uh, you found it and so, so how, like the don yeah. river right yes. uh, so you mentioned gourd how the don river now is clean and yes. it, it, and that w- it took an effort so it took awareness there's the don river paddle every spring um that people want to be part of because we all are attracted to the waterways. Um, and, and so pe- people are care- much more careful if they know how. So that's our job to share um, that you don't, you know, throw things, you don't um, wash and pour your laundry detergent into the riverbed or into your cottage lake that there are filters in land just of the natural soil to filter that before the water enters the open space. Because mm-hmm. water water doesn't clean itself, right? Unless it goes through rivers, then it mm-hmm. aerates uh, mm-hmm. in white water.
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, That's it's fascinating. Really and, and it's such a powerful yeah.
3: message, you know, and... Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, because okay. there's, there's also the Humber River, too. And then you said the Credit Valley or the Credit River and the Rouge River. I mean, we're uh, Southern Ontario is is just a huge waterway. You know? Tons. Yeah. And we, we you know, just had, it just amazes me that our grandparents, for instance, their generations had just no awareness of anything. I mean, we didn't have to, need, we didn't need a microscope. You could see that it was soap suds and, you know, everything that was coming up on the... Uh, um, on the rivers, and, and of course, the salmon stopped running. You know, or they—they they were pretty sick-looking. They were coming in with, you know, with canes and crutches, and <laughs> trying to jump up. Um, that's just my imagination. You know, they, they, the salmon were so ill. Um, but now, I mean, the salmon run is just amazing. Right? You know, and
2: of- we can be so proud that we, in our lifetime, in half our lifetime, it—we, it has changed. And mm-hmm. that, that's easy to do. And if you fly over Ontario and Western East, yeah, Western Quebec, you actually see equal land to water. And that's thanks to the Canadian Shield uh, that has left all these, when the glaciers uh, receded, left all these wonderful arteries and veins um, of water. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're so fortunate. We have so much fresh water where we live that... Uh, yeah we need to learn to like our highways right and then the canoe or the kayak was the car that opened and so yes i feel very canadian
3: (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly and 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 for you in terms of i mean you canoe and you kayak so so which do you prefer
2: and why well, kayaking is what I started, and that's what I competed in. And and I love the balance of paddling with a double-bladed paddle. Um, and you can be very individual in your kayak. You can go where you want, and also you can't blame anyone but yourself <laughs> if you didn't succeed. Um, so I love that for a pad- for kayaking. Canoeing is the perfect transportation craft when you want to go on a trip and you want to carry your gear with you and camp out and do multiple multiple days. Uh, so the canoe is brilliant um, at transporting gear plus navigating the waterways. So both have their look, place. Canoeing is not for competitive, in my mind, where kayaking is both for playing as well as uh, competitive.
3: Okay, hmm. okay. And, and um, have you also kayaked on the oceans or seas?
2: Yes, very much so. Um, and it's the same feeling. Uh, a wave on the ocean uh, moves through the water, where a wave on the river stays in the same place, and it's the water that moves downstream. Oh, can you say that again? Can you repeat that again? I'm trying to visualize it. So, on the ocean, when you watch the waves rolling in, the water stays where it is, but it's the wave that rolls into shore. Yep. On okay. a river, the wave is stationary, always. Like if you stand on a riverbank, mm. you watch a wave, but the river water moves downstream through that wave. Interesting.
3: Oh, that's fascinating.
2: I'm going to notice that next time. But it utilizes the exact same techniques. For, let's say, if you want to surf a wave, you use the same techniques on the
1: ocean as you do on the river. Perfect. Now, on that note, we need to take a wave out of here. We'll (laughs) (laughs) We'll flow back. We'll be back in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash
0: voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories, it is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself.
3: It's time to serve, learn, change the world,
0: We're listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Alexia Georgusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth
1: Considering. Welcome back. Uh, we are here with Claudia, the White Water Woman. Um, that's. A, I mean, that you have to own that name. You have to like incorporate it or something. It's a great name. Um, <laughs> it well, was given it, to me. It was always oh, given to you. Yeah, yeah. I can see why. I can see why. Um, so, in some of the some of the things you you've said about working, when you're teaching people to you know go with the river, the river does the work for you, like going into the rapids. But if you put the boat in the wrong place, the canoe or whatever. Then you're, you're much more, you know, much more of a problem and you're gonna to have to work a whole lot harder. You're literally not going with the flow. And I really s- see that as being an example or a metaphor or whatever, as to how a whole lot of people, um, including us, do life sometimes. That, you know, if we just took a little bit and we figured out where to put that canoe in and go with the flow, life would be a lot easier. But no, 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 we know better. We're just going to dump that boat in and we're going to paddle like hell until we're exhausted. Do you see? Uh, is I love that. You?
2: And, and I think I'll take that a step further. You're constantly, yeah. when you're paddling a river, you look right in front, but more you look up ahead. So you make a move, one move before, to set yourself up for success. So it's your angle to approach the wave or placing your boat behind a rock because the water is very calm behind the rock. It's a little bit of a vacuum. It's called an eddy. And then when your bow enters that calm section, the back of your boat is still in the current. So the the back of the boat will turn, will continue going downstream where your front, your bow, is now stationary so you turn and that's how you use the water and but that move is planned quite a ways upstream so if we take that to life don't only do and look at what's today look further down your plan what what it why are you doing what you are today um what's the bigger picture What's the right. purpose? What's the goal? And how can you use today's energy and today's motion for your greater um, plan?
1: Without expending a whole lot of energy going against the current.
2: Right. And and I think, yeah, it's, it's not – I mean, I am someone who is known as a rebel. I ha- always have been. Mm-hmm. So I am known for someone that likes to go against the flow. Um, just as a metaphor, um, but there's times to do that. And then there's times not to, because you only have so much energy. You want to be revitalized by what you do. um, And that's, for me, the water does that.
3: That's very interesting. The concept of, of, first of all, I imagine that, you know, it's like a pivot, which is really what's been happening in this whole, you know, two years people have had to pivot and some are kind of freaking out a bit and some aren't, but, My question, Claudia, is do you have a a memory of a time when you felt on the water tremendous fear? And were you able to like just what happened if you want to walk us through it?
2: Uh, Yes, that happens, Uh, has happened many times. and it only happens I mentioned earlier that when you practice 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 you get very good at something and I would never enter a, a rapid that I am not comfortable to uh paddle um I don't want to be in danger I don't you know I want to continue my life so um hesitating is the mistake if you mm. hesitate in the river, that's when the water takes over. I am no longer one with the river and that's when I get into danger. Um, So that fear can't cripple me. I have to trust myself to go with the plan. And even if that plan is changed slightly because I didn't ace the placement of where my boat is going, my paddle stroke didn't, or maybe I flipped over, I write myself and then look again and re- quickly make a new game plan. Um, and then have to have that inner confidence to trust myself and the river.
1: And that you know how to strategize. Yeah.
2: Well, and it's, it's very much
3: like, you know, if we bring it back to transferring that to a skill in life, that you, yeah. sometimes hesitation can be, and I, I imagine I've never paddled kayaking on. I've done kayaking on the lake, Lake Ontario, when it's you know relatively calm, so it's it's not going through river or rapids. But that sense of hesitation is is often, in my experience, I find that it's it's a sense of doubt. But what you said was you you can't. You can still notice that, but you still have to go. It's about basically again not necessarily having exactly what you want happen, but you're willing to go with
2: it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's another part of this confidence is um I at a young age became very good at kayaking and I got known as the Whitewater Woman. And that became my identity. And because um, I was actually, an, I am an introvert and um, very unconfident in new environments, but I kept falling back on, hey, I'm good at this. So I believed in myself. My parents believed in me. And that gave me the confidence to do other things. Um, and there's so many times in life where you shy away, or you're afraid. Um, And for when I raised our two daughters, the most important part was for them to look in the mirror, and like what they see. And we worked hard at that um, in our family. And to build the confidence that you like who you are, as a person and then if you're also good at something and I really try to help them because it's my parents that believed in me as a kayaker that gave me this confidence so I have tried to pass that on and I do that with all our staff um, that work with us in our business if it's in the office or in operations or on the river teaching or in the kitchen um, You want them to feel that they're good at it because then they fly.
3: Yeah, it makes a huge difference. And I'm curious with you bringing up your daughters, are they also paddlers? Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah.
2: Yes, which is the biggest gift um, that a parent uh, would ever want is that like both my husband and I are avid whitewater paddlers um, and introducing the girls to what we love that. You know, often kids go 90 degrees the other direction, what their parents do, and we let them go in all those directions. But they have so come back, and it is such a big part of their life. um, And they have taken it to a whole nother level. So, our older daughter, Katrina, is now 31. She uh, was a slalom racer like mom, like me, uh, competed at the world level. Um, didn't make it to the 2012 Olympic Games, switched to uh, extreme kayaking, and there found that equal playground uh, of gravity sport, and like the Red Bull extreme paddling, running waterfalls, uh, she became one of... The top 30 paddlers in the world where if she'd go to a river people would come and ask for her autograph like she was so well renowned and then now she takes that and runs uh, river festivals she lives in british columbia um teaches a teen kayak camp where uh bringing the all-round kayaker into the river world and then our younger daughter is now running Madawaska canoe center um and is, considers herself an outdoor educator. So she has changed, she never was the strict uh, competitive um, aspect as her older sister was more competitive. Steffi uh, loves bringing people into the river world um, and does it, oh my goodness, I, I sit back and I watch and our Madawaska Canoe Center is now 50 years old and its future is so beautiful. Uh, with Steffi at the helm
3: that's fantastic so fantastic and you know you had sort of alluded to before and on the break you mentioned around that it's really important for you to be um to collaborate with lots of people yeah. and and uh do you want to share a little bit about that yes yeah, so
2: i i i guess being a woman in a risk perceived sport um, I've often found that I see opportunities and I'm the big initiator, but I realize you can't do this on my own. So if it's in tourism, making Berries Bay, just east of Algonquin Park, the epicenter for traveling um, into the whitewater world, while partnering with uh, accommodation and restaurants and the tourism board um, That has been so positive because not only have I discovered other gems in our area, it's uh, so rewarding because we share, we keep people longer. They don't just come visit us for a two-hour rafting trip uh, and then turn around and go drive back to Toronto. They stay and they discover the Madawaska Valley. Um, So it it has enhanced uh, the industry in our region Um, also turning 40 years we did a uh, um, on the Madawaska river we did um, sort of a community event raised two and a half thousand dollars and I wanted to do something for the community uh, to give back and I created um, a committee a movement called greening main street and I had no idea that main street is a movement in North America that revitalizes uh, small towns. And Pierre Burton was the lead of it in Canada. And I um, was lucky enough to work with Jim Mountain, who is the heritage architecture professor at Carleton University. And he brought his class into Barry's Bay and they chose us as a case study and now you will see berries bay has a theme and it's stone fences green and big timber so we have put benches we put crosswalks there's um greenery and stone fence planters it's just so unique in that reaching out coming up with an idea but partnering with others to Make it happen. Um, so the Horticulture Society, the uh, business, the BIA are on board, and now it runs on itself. And Claudia becomes more the little cheerleader, the networker. <laughs> I <laughs> I come in and just make sure everybody's happy. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> and then you go off happy,
2: <laughs> and I'm happier than anybody because yeah. it's uh, you yeah you you touch people and you spark something and that i guess that all comes from the river because i'm not working on my own with the river the river is a community on its own you work with the river and it flows through as i mentioned earlier and but it's constant you trust it it's there
1: yeah so if someone was taking your taking river course, say, uh, like, I don't know, half day, a day or five days, or what would they walk away with? What would, what would I take home with me?
2: Yeah, so the most popular is the five-day, a week-long, Monday to Friday, because you spend six hours a day on the water uh, wow. with a good hour lunch break. Um, to You learn new skills. You're divided, first of all, into skill level groups. So if you come with some skill already, you'll be an intermediate or in an advanced class. If you're brand new to whitewater paddling, you're in the entry level uh, group and you start on flat water and then you learn your strokes and you move into the current slowly. The Madawaska, our section is called the middle Madawaska. It is quite uniquely formed in that the easier rapids are lower down. So when you work up the river, what is behind you is something you've already felt comfortable with. So you're not afraid. Uh, And so the top, the more challenging rapids are at the top. And then at the end of the uh, week, you master your skills enough that you can paddle the river on your own. At first, it's the instructor that is with you. You do practice, practice, practice in sections, and then you piece them together like a puzzle.
3: That's fantastic. You must see people transform and, and really their connection, their awareness, and all of it, even the confidence around being able to not be so um, disconnected from nature and the water in particular.
2: Yeah, and that is the best part. And I didn't realize this, of course, when I was young, but you cannot think of anything else when you're paddling whitewater. You focus, as I said, on the front of your boat, where you're placing your paddle, and downstream. You look at the horizon line, what's coming up. So you're in the zone. And any problem or anything in your life is she gone? Like it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not. I mean, there's it's no a, room.
1: Like meditation of being. It's in the
2: meditation, world. totally. Yeah. And it's, so it's so healing. It's so rejuvenating. In that, when and so at the end, Canadian Shield makes rapids that it's rapid pool, rapid pool. Um, so at the end of the rapid, you're in a pool. You can turn around and you look back at what you've just paddled. It is so rewarding. To see how you've just come down that, um, and
1: I like yeah. the idea too of looking forward. You know, don't look back there because you are. We're not going in that direction, right? If so <laughs> many people spend their life looking back at what happened, you know, not not with a view of oh my god, what an accomplishment, but with bad feelings or guilt or oh, if only, if only, you know. So that's where I was really seeing this parallel of, you know, you just yeah. got to forward focused, you're in the moment, you know, you strategize and, and yeah, we're moving it forward.
2: You're totally true, right, um, Gordon, in that if you look back in the middle of the rapid, you'd flip over because you're not part of it. You are That's- not allowed to hesitate. You're not allowed to look back. You have to be in the moment and be with it and that confidence and yeah, thinking ahead.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah and we have so much more confidence when we're actually in the moment yeah. if we move out of the moment and, and you know we can you know our self-esteem or like we start to, the critical voice starts going and where the you should be doing this what are you doing paddling the river you know that's sort of the yeah. you get back to toronto get to your office um and that can't happen you know? yeah totally just,
2: correct and so that's paddling uh madawaska canoe center rafting on the Ottawa River is our um, world-renowned rapids. Yeah, they're it is for anybody, um, but you can't, uh, rafting is guided. So the expert is the raft guide. You are part of the action. You have a paddle and you get to do what a kayaker has learned. It takes almost two years to learn that skill. Um, but a raft is bigger. It's inflated. It's much more forgiving. And then the raft guide is your expert that sets it in the proper place. So you get to experience this as a one-day experience. Um, it's an incredible activity yeah. to uh,
1: to also quickly have this river flow. Wonderful. Here's our activity. We're going to flow out of here. Uh, we'll be back in two minutes. This is Things Worth Considering, and we're here with the white water woman, Claudia. We'll be right back.
3: Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa,
1: play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn.
0: it's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley Listening to things worth considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to things worth considering.
1: Hi, welcome back, um, Claudia. So. You know, when I'm listening to you talking, um, it sounds like you you went to school, you studied all this coaching and psychotherapy elements and, and so on. Is, is this, you know, from your parents that taught you all this or you actually did this formal training?
2: No uh it's not formal training. I went to school for business actually uh, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I have well, a marketing de- a marketing degree uh well, business degree specializing in marketing, but no, I have my parents to thank. um they treated me as an equal. uh we were three girls um in a uh outdoor family, so being raised super equal to me, male, female um, was never considered to be a hurdle um, I was able to do everything that all the, the lads did on my street or in school and then definitely on the river um,
1: so and, did you like beat them up and fight with them and kick them in the butt <laughs>
2: Ooh, I avoided fights no, no I'm not a, these tomboys. <laughs> uh, I you know what no I'm a girly girl uh, I, uh, I like to wear the 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 dresses
1: the frilly and things I, yes love
2: it actually as a competitor when I looked towards um, world competition and I went to the weight room on a program, I actually went to my doctor to see that I wouldn't look like a East German shot putter. I would have stopped the sport. (laughs) Uh, So um, she said, no, no, you're a mesomorph, I think is the term of body. And uh, so I had elongated uh, muscles. And um, so no, being feminine was very, very important to me. Um, And it's weight to body uh, mass that provides the strength and your VO2 uptake your o- oxygen uptake so well, I, you're fit and yeah yeah
3: and i think that the the concept of image and femininity and how the earth is very feminine you know, flowing is very creative and feminine, but yet we can get very stuck on our images, right, about what we should look yep. like and how, you know, that's that's how women should behave. And I think this is hopefully, you know, shattering on some levels because it's not necessarily we know we have differences, but it sounds like your parents, Claudia, were very... Um, supportive regardless, and that that it didn't matter because I think that's very important and very huge for a lot of young people in the world. We know that our parents make a huge difference in terms of how we navigate the world and level of confidence and, 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 yeah, you know, always, right?
2: Very, very much so. And so it's the first part I think that parents believe in you um, is the most important and mine definitely did. And they taught me, though, you can do anything as long as you put the work and effort in. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't come on a platter. So no. we worked hard, um, and, and I worked hard, uh, but all my two sisters as well. And all three of us have done carved a world for ourselves that we love. And I think that's the other important. My parents were true entrepreneurs in that they went after something they so appreciated. And because they liked it, they wanted to create an environment where others could do and get into the sport. So Madawaska Canoe Center was their uh, creation and little did they know, it was the first whitewater paddling school in the world, not just in Canada, in the world. So they were inducted into the International Whitewater Hall of Fame um, three years ago as pioneers. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, it's super neat. So I took that further and um, have shared that. Uh, I think it's really important. Learning has been a big part of my life, listening and researching, and then being the teacher and sharing my knowledge with what's really important to me, which is this river community. And that is collaborating with those and giving back. I think that's yeah. really important. Yeah. So in my own world, why I'm so pleased to have received the Tourism Champion Award from my, nominated by my own peers is the biggest um thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I'm getting back to the environment that's so yeah, much. Yeah,
3: an environment and the peoples, the people, the land of the, you know, of the yep. people that the Indigenous people that were, you know, are here, are here, and were really there, <gasps> what, 8,000 years in the Ottawa Valley before Europeans came. But, yep. you know, that being said, Claudia, I will have this question, burning desire to ask you. When you, or do you, and I imagine you do, but conversations yep. with the river... If the river could speak to you or to us, people that are listening, what do you think it would say?
2: I think it giggles. I think <laughs> it brings in happiness. It makes me happy. And our Algonquin or our First Nations, the Indigenous people, they understood that language. It's, um, it gives us life. Uh, and um, yeah it, drinking out of the river um, swimming in it uh, you know my ritual is every morning I jump in to the lake but in my birthday suit because that's the way it should be mm-hmm. uh, I'm fortunate that I can where I live, not everyone can yeah. um, but it makes me feel alive from the inside out and uh yeah. Yeah, I smile, I, and I yeah. Yeah, you to I, I we we also acknowledge uh, when we do our land um, acknowledgement, we acknowledge the waterways uh, equally because it is the waterways that is so special in Canada, especially in Ontario and Quebec. Um, yeah. We have so much uh, water, and yeah, I, it to me I think the river speaks to me to be happy.
3: I love it. I think it's, I think it's beautiful. It makes me, makes me want to go on one of these five day trips with you and learn and be able to embrace this because, you know, it can, river water and and rapids are, are, is, is, can be scary. It's so fast, so powerful, right? There's so much power there.
2: Oh, yes. And that can be intimidating. And in a way, I'm so happy it is, because otherwise more people would jump in that don't belong there. They have right. to learn <laughs> to respect You have to respect, first. yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think the yeah. other thing, you know, that, you know, where you're located, which, you know, I don't know, uh, everybody, I think, in Ontario knows the word Mattawaska, Matta- Um they, or Matta, Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Madawaska. Do you know what it means for <laughs> Yeah, the river. Pardon? No, what does it mean?
2: Madawaska means fast travel route. Mm. So there's a Madawaska in New Brunswick.
1: Ah, okay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that, you know, there's so much uh, right now with, you know, uh, areas that I work in, in mental health, with depression and anxiety and on and on and on the pandemic is just that being out there and connecting into nature you know it's one of the most healing places and you know things that we can do for ourselves is just get the hell out of the city you know even if it's to go into the parks you know uh a couple of weeks ago actually uh um Alicia and i went for uh, out on even though it was artificially initially way out onto the spit uh which is now called tommy thompson park and we Ooh. walked for hours out there and it was just so spectacular and we really felt like been out of the city for a little bit you know
2: and i think even better is take your shoes off and walk into the water it doesn't matter where you are it can yeah. be the little creek in your backyard it can be the muddy pond or the leslie street spit on Cherry or cherry yeah. beach yeah, that's the one Right? Like, it's fantastic. You yeah. just take your shoes off, walk in, and let the waves, you know, move the sand between your toes. And the same in a river. is mm. It's a natural jacuzzi if you, right. <laughs> it is, if you allow it. it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's so important. And that's why we as a business, as both our locations, uh, are overwhelmed this last summer and this summer with guests. Um Good wanting to come and many families have come twice because they saw how That's great helpful it was to all of them. It's um, especially rafting because it's a guided experience. Mom doesn't have to take care of the kids. She can just be herself because right. the kids are having fun. And so is dad. And so nature, like you said, Ford, is doing the work uh, mm. of just, Letting, you, letting it flow through you and uh, all your anxieties and things that make you sad, they, yeah. they disappear.
1: Go hug a tree. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I do.
1: Yeah, yeah. taking your shoes off, that's really important. You know, There's a lot of research that is being done right now with a lot of medical people around the whole thing. And they call it earthing um the yeah. spiritual communities call it grounding but it's all the same thing it's about you know knowing your connections and it's yeah. no it's connecting to the earth
2: yeah.
1: well and it goes back to the
3: original nature doctors came out of germany a lot of them came from europe, europe and and were very uh, strong advocates of being in nature, connecting to nature, being part of the water, and they learn from many, many indigenous people all over, and it, they were from all over the place. But this water and this flow and this ease, there's something around movement to me that there's there's movement. It's clearing. It's it's making space for something and being mm-hmm. also, as you mentioned, being happy.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so having mom- a massage. It's like a massage for your soul.
2: And I'm going to add one, in the winter, when the first snow fell at home in Toronto, where I grew up, my mom had a bucket of warm water at the door, and she made us run around the yard barefoot, and then put our feet into the warm bucket. Just, she said, it's really good for your circulation. Yes. (laughs) She was doing hydrotherapy with you. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. See, Absolutely.
2: She, she was. She's from Germany. And yeah. she just said, my mom taught me this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know some people that they use like a Finnish sauna where they, you go in and you know, they have the little, you know, willows and everything, but then you run out in the wintertime and dive into the snow. Whoa. That takes your breath away. Well, there's even oh, cold oh. water walking because the river
3: is cold. I mean, I I'm yeah. originally from Alberta and the water is cold from the yeah. mountains yeah. and, and, but here it's also cold depending on the time of year. But when do you uh, just, when do you start paddling? When does it open up for you guys?
2: Well, some of us paddle year round. You just dress yeah. for it. Um, but we wait till the ice is off the shoreline because that that's, uh, yeah, basically yeah. when the ice yeah. breaks that there's no ice in the lake so that it's a safe, it's a safe environment, environment that yeah. you end up in.
1: Glad um, I'd love to thank you for coming. And sharing so much. Uh, You are just spectacular to talk to. And uh, I hope lots of people find you uh, at the Madawaska canoe and the Owl, uh, the Ottawa River, uh, for the the rapids. Next week, we have Angela McDonald. She's the author of a book called Absolutely I'm Possible. If you look at the I Am, it's quite fascinating with I'm Possible. Mm. Angela growing up suffered from epilepsy. And then as a result of a diving accident, smashing into the bottom of a quarry. She went into a near-death experience um, and choosing to return to her body, she was now quadriplegic. And is no longer a quadriplegic and we'll be discussing her journey and her book, uh, which is so much more than just another book. Um, I'm looking forward to her joining us. So thank you so much. And uh, everyone have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you back here next Thursday at eight o'clock. Thanks, Claudia. Good night. Good night. Good night.
0: Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.